Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Monday and it's movie time once again. Yep. Now, as we told you guys on Friday, we are working through several movies that Xanada sent to us. Yeah. So thank you very much, Xanada, who is here. This is this is movie number two right here, sent to us on Blu-ray. This is yep. The Departed. The Departed. This is a great flick. This is a really good flick. All, all I had star cast. forgotten, yeah. one, how fucking great this movie is, because I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I also forgot how fucking old this movie is. Yeah, I, I forgot s- that it was like from 2006. Yeah, I'd never seen it. And um, so Martin Scorsese flick, everything he's made I've seen that I've seen is, is good. And uh, this one does not fail to disappoint. It does not fail to, uh, yeah, this one does not disappoint. Yeah. Um, it, it does not fail to live up to my high standards. Uh, it's uh, it's a cool flick, real cool. There's a lot to watch. I'd probably, I'd, it's a long movie. There's a lot of material there, a lot of little stories going and subplots and stuff, or you know, the, the shit's going on and you're seeing it from you're trying to see it from the the viewpoint of like three or four different characters that don't some of them don't know about each other. It's pretty good. Not real complicated though in terms of plot. It's just kind of. The structure is a little weird uh, for me. Uh, I'd have to see it again, though. Uh, it was, uh, gotta, but like a lot of his gangster movies are like this. Yeah. And um, it's uh, takes place in Boston, and it's funny because it it mentions a lot of places where I lived. Yeah. Like Somerville, Medford. It mentions Brockton. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, we got a friend. Our, our friend Sean, who's been on the show, from <laughs> Keith Brockton. <laughs> And uh, talking about, you know, the Eastie and shit and fucking the uh, the boroughs around Boston. And it's pretty true to life. And uh, They shot a lot of it there, although some yeah. of the interiors and stuff, I think they had to shoot in New York City. I've told... Because it was cheaper. I've told it a couple times on other shows when I was living on Winter Hill. I lived at the top of Winter Hill at a in a uh, four-story, five, I think it might have been a five-story apartment building. It was pretty old. And across the street was a mysterious candy shop that was never open. And I was coming home from the club one time, and the whole road had been blocked off by mysterious motherfuckers in damn suits. You know what I mean? They let me park, but they were watching me. And they were taking um, fucking filing cabinets out of there using a dolly and loading them into a truck. I, I know how to fucking do security be an ex-military. Not but they, sus in the they least. Were not, they were not. Fucking, I was walking towards the dude <laughs> and I was slowing down that main fucking security. The guy was on, on my uh, standing on the sidewalk and he just grins. And I'm like, okay, all right, something's up. So I just I kept walking though because I had to go home, not, man. Not watching anything. And uh, that was uh, the Winter Hill Gang. Whitey Bulger and his guys. Which is what yeah. sort of loosely what this is based on. Yeah. But the, it's I this isn't based on that realistically necessarily because this is actually I don't I mean, I'm sure most people that are Martin Scorsese fans know this, but this is actually sort of a loose remake of a Hong Kong action film called Infernal Affairs, which came out in two thousand and two. And that one, like it follows the plot kinda co- closely, like in the sense of you know, uh, one person is like a rat in the police department and one person is a rat in the gangster people. So it's kind of like that. So it's kind of similar. But they did their own thing by making it uh, based on the Winter Hill Gang and specifically the character of Frank Costello, who's played by Jack Nichols in the movie, is loosely based on Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Who was also also an FBI informant. I saw those guys. I saw where one of their places was. I checked on Google Earth recently after I talked about it on a show, but it's just about about a year and a half ago. We were living here when I talked about it last, and that that candy store's not there anymore. It's been torn down. There's a house there now. But that was them. And I I didn't know fucking Whitey Bulger. You could have shown to me. I wouldn't know. They were just skeevy dudes in suits smiling. Looking at me like I knew who they were. I don't know who you are, dude. You're just, I just some kind of gangsters. You know what I mean? Well, you know. But uh, if he was there, he would have been over there in that candy shop fucking loading them files up or watching. There was guys fucking on the, watching it. And there was guys all, all different ages. You know, 30 plus. There was those guys. That was them, though. He said something to my, my neighbor. I said, there's a dude. There. He goes, oh, yeah, that, that's probably the Winter Hill Gang. Yeah. yeah, well, they were, they, very, they were very famous yeah. right in Boston. And that was time. on Winter Hill, the very top of it. That's where I live. 
Danny Rowling said some scenes in this film with Nicholson gave off the Joker vibes, which is awesome. Yeah. Like when he asked who let this IRA motherfucker in here. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Jack Nicholson, I think really this movie seems to have been, I mean, it won best picture, won best director, it won best editing, it won best uh, adapted screenplay, um, you know, at the Oscars or whatever. And um, I think this was actually the first, this is the first time that Martin Scorsese won a best director Oscar, which blows my mind a little bit. Um, and so a lot of people were just kind of like, oh, they're giving him the Lifetime Achievement Award. Because he's done, like, so many good movies, but he hadn't won. So they're just like, okay, we're going to give it to him this year, whatever. But this also won Best Picture, so. But the thing about it is that really the only criticism of this movie that I've seen is that some people thought Jack Nicholson was a little bit too over the top. Um, you know, and Danny said, well, his Boston accent wasn't that good. It wasn't, but, um, you know, he probably should have just talked in his regular voice and no one would have thought anything about it. But, you know, let, let the Boston people do the Boston accents. Like, don't try to do an accent if you can't really do it. You know what I mean? But honestly, it didn't really... I think it. I think Jack Nicholson's um, performance, I think that made him scarier. And actually, Leonardo DiCaprio said that too, because he's like, Jack Nicholson, he largely um, helped construct that character. Because in the original script, he wasn't as fleshed out. And Jack Nicholson, I think, didn't originally want to do the movie unless they let him put his own spin on the character. So they said that he could. And so he kind of went his own way with it. And he wanted him to come across like more as like just a crazy psychopath. You know what I mean? And he sexed up the character a lot because he's just like always talking about you know what I mean? He's always like he's like real crass and he's always talking about fucking all these chicks and stuff like that. Yeah, which one great scene where he's double dating one girlfriend. He has a white one and he's got a black one. And it shows him back at back at the pad. And he takes a whole handful of cocaine, throws it on the white one. He says, "Go ahead and get it." <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, all right." So that I don't think any of that was in the original script. Yeah, like that yeah, shit yeah. was shit that he wanted to add. But like I said, it's and Leonardo DiCaprio said that it was specifically really good for him as an actor because he's like, I never was entirely sure what Jack Nicholson was gonna do. So you'd be on your toes. It, yeah, and well, and he was saying since Leonardo DiCaprio's character in this, Billy Corgan, um, what was it? Not Billy Corgan, the dude from fucking, yeah, but you know what I mean. Smash Billy Costigan. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I was like, not the Smashing Pumpkins guy. Um, Billy Costigan was that his whole thing was he's you know, spoiler alert. Um, you know, he's a cop, but he's infiltrated. You know, this gang. He's a mole. He's a mole. And so he's terrified, like, from day to day that he's going to get found out and, like, yeah. fucking shot in the face or tortured or whatever. So it's just, like that really comes across, like, in all of the scenes with him and Jack Nicholson where Leonardo DiCaprio's sitting there going, what is this motherfucker going to do? You know what I mean? So I think those are really good. Um, you know, the scenes between them are really good and, like, really tense because of that. You it's know? like a Jack Nicholson movie, but it's also like a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, and it's almost like a Mark Wahlberg movie. It's an it's an all star cast. I love Mark Wahlberg's character yeah, he's in this. In it too. Yeah. Like Mark Wahlberg, and I've said this before. I love Mark Wahlberg. Okay, it's like I'm not shitting I like on a lot him. of his movies, man. I'm not Hating shitting game. on him. He, yeah. but he he doesn't have a lot of range as an actor, but that's okay. I mean, if you're an actor, you just need it. Play to your strengths, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. like some actors are just real, real good at like a narrow window of characters, whereas some actors can just play anything and are believable. He's kind of more of a narrow window guy, but when he's really, really good. He's really good. I mean, look for it, you know, when he was in Boogie Nights and stuff, he was fucking fantastic yeah, in that. you just gotta cast him right. Yeah, and actually, even though this was a little bit of a different character than what he would normally play, because I think he usually is best when he plays kind of dumb people that are in way over their heads. Like, you know, as in Boogie Nights, as in Pain and Game. Like, he's really good at that type of character. But in this one, I don't know, I really liked him in it. He just played like a complete bastard. He's a dick. Like, it, he was a cop. Yeah. And he was a good cop. Yeah. Um, but maybe. Although there are some theories that he might have been a mole, too, but I don't yeah. think I buy that. He was a dick, but, you know, if you ever did any time in the service in, in, in like, combat arms units, everybody's a dick. It's it, Being a dick is a pastime. And he was a dick in a funny way. Yeah, and he's being a dick to his boss, and his boss being a dick back, talking about who's fucking whose wife and just shit like that. And that's kind of and, and, and their moms and stuff. Yeah, and their moms. <laughs> that's right out of the army. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. And, and nobody takes it personally. It's all fun and games. It's mental wrestling. Yeah. And uh, to have real thick skin and nothing affects you. That's where Scientology got that. Where Scientology constantly fucking with their cult members, you know what I mean, and to get a reaction. And if you have an if you have an emotional reaction, then you're weak. I think 
L. Ron Hubbard got that from the service. The Navy was like that. So, but uh, they show there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg and his boss, who and he was the boss was the dude that played. Uh, it was Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, that's right. Or he was in, also the dude that played Drake in Aliens, the machine gunner. You know, when I got killed. Mm-hmm. Fucking that. He's in it. Yeah. Uh, everybody's in this fucking I'm in, in this movie yeah maybe I mean I could yeah I was in it but you didn't see me I was in the back I was in the back <laughs> I was also in this movie everyone I was, was the one that didn't turn you guys were all in this movie too yeah, yeah. you don't even know you were in this movie but you were Ray Winstone was in I love Ray Winstone although again I kind of wish because he's British I kind of wish that he had just talked in his regular British accent rather than trying to do an American accent because it came across a little weird. But he doesn't talk a lot in it, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, another thing is that they point. What's cool about this thing is that they pointed out some history about uh, about the uh, Boston Police Force, uh, uh, Boston State. Excuse me, Massachusetts State Police. Now, it might have been the Boston PD too. I think the Boston PD that I think they were the ones. It was their uniform that inspired the SS police uniform. There were some German uh, diplomats, and they went to Boston. They saw that Boston cop uniform. They go, man, that's badass. Later on, they were contracted like Hugo Boss to make a black reproduction like, yeah, of Yeah, make some shit like that. And that was, so a lot of times, you know, people fucking think that the Nazis invented this weird shit. No, they were copying most of the time. And they got that, they got that uniform design from the Boston police. Well, it's funny because yeah. Tom came in and he said that. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, you know, and, and I did know that, actually. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, you missed it. You were in the bathroom, like, very early yeah. on in the movie. Like, somebody makes a joke about that. Like, wait, look at you, like, dress like you're about to invade Poland or something mm-hmm. like that. Because I said, so they already acknowledged, they already acknowledged that yeah. and made a joke about it, which I uh, very much appreciated. They have some of the best police uniforms. Their dress uniforms fucking fantastic. It's got lapels on it and shit. And it, it's real practical. It just looks real serious. Real Here's serious. the thing. Was this movie... It wasn't, I mean, it came out in 2006. It wasn't supposed to be set in 2006, though, was it? Or was no, it? No, I don't... Well, no, no, no because, no. yeah, they did have yeah, 2006 flip era flip phones. They had flip phones, yeah. I was wondering, because cause that's what I thought. I was like, this isn't supposed to be, like, in the past or anything like that. Because I thought I read somewhere that it was supposed to be, like, years before. I'm like, yeah, and they're no, using modern guns. Yeah, I'm like, that can't be right. Because they, they all had flip phones and stuff, like you would have in 2006. Yeah. So, yeah. It's fucking funny, man. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's character just uses racial slurs all the time it doesn't matter what race you are he's gonna slur it he's in there talking to the chinese and he said no ticking in the laundry just i'll just fucking with a man it's fucking funny funny as fuck he's just real crass yeah he's real fucking crass and he's, he's trying to take it to an art form but he's like volatile and yeah. like i said i think that that's kind of what made his character scary yeah is because you never entirely knew like what he was how he was going to react to shit or like what he was going to do exactly yeah because he's joking around doing all this shit and crazy and then he'll snap you're not sure whether or not he's really mad or if he's fucking with you yeah like but it, see, I mean, that I would think that people that ran big organizations like that, it would behoove them to kind of act like that because you were always, like, fucking terrified. People on our toes. <laughs> you were, like, kind of terrified to, like, do anything to cross them because you never knew if they were going to, like, be okay with it or if they were just going to, like, you know, blow yeah. out your kneecaps or whatever. There were a lot of good scenes, though, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character is telling him, you know, eventually one of your guys is going to kill you and take your place. He goes, yeah, I know. You know, because that's just the way it is. It, it organized crime. Yeah. As soon as you get weak, they're going to fucking kill you. And he's, he, he was trying to, I don't remember exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to break him down a little bit. He, he was, he didn't want to get discovered as being a fucking undercover As being the rat, yeah. As being the rat. So he did what he could to just put pressure on his own boss. You know they're going to come and get you. But I ain't the rat, though. You don't need to be worried about the rat. You need to worry about the people that are trying I mean, to kill Leonardo you. I mean, did a good job of like, I don't want to be you. But I really think, and Xanadis said, Matt Damon is actually really good in this movie, and I'm not a a Matt Damon fan. Oh, he's good. He yeah. was good in this, I think, because this role kind of played to his strengths. He was playing someone who was a bad guy. He was in with the gangsters. Like, he was Frank Costello's contact. But he was pretending to be this upstanding cop. He was, like, real high up in the police because he was a plant. Like, they had planted him there. So, you know, he would get all these promotions and he was just like supposedly his big stickler and by the book. Like he was, he kind of came across like a goody two shoes. I don't know if you caught this, but they also implied that he was impotent. Did you get that? Oh, uh, they did it to who? To, uh, to Matt Damon's oh, character, yeah, yeah. Sullivan. Yeah. Well, I took it as is that he, he had a failure to perform with that one chick. 
Because he was under all that fucking stress about getting caught. But it's being a Maybe. Fucking... He seemed yeah. less concerned about getting caught. But see, that's what I thought was so cool because the two characters obviously are were set up to be mirror images of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why the movie... The editing in this is amazing, by the way. I think that um, it's Thelma uh, Schoonmacher, I think is yeah. how you, or Schoonmaker. I can't remember how you pronounce it, but she edits most of his movies, or all of his movies. Is it? I can't remember. But she definitely edited this one. I think she won an Oscar for this. But um, I really like, and I think Danny pointed out earlier, he's like, I, I think some people that didn't, they couldn't follow this movie was because of the editing. It's a little kinetic, but it kind of cuts back and forth between the two of them without really stopping to breathe um and it's a long movie but it doesn't to me it didn't it doesn't seem long like because there's always something happening and it's like always moving on along at a good clip and you get like so immersed in the character and there's so much suspense over you know if they're going to get caught and all this other kind of shit and so even though i think that matt damon's character and leonardo dicaprio's character are set up as mirror images of each other but see leonardo dicaprio who is a good guy he's a cop now, he's able to infiltrate, the reason that he was chosen to infiltrate the gangs was because his family were all gangsters. They were all with the crime family, particularly his yeah. uncle. So he would have an in. Like, they knew his family and they yeah. would have just assumed. And they made him go to jail and all this other kind of stuff so he would look yeah. legit. These were all Irish-American gangs. Yeah, it's, it's Irish mob. Yeah, it's not Italian. Yeah, there's, Italian mob is not really in this. There's, like, one scene with them in it, but that's about it. Like, they mentioned them a couple times, but that's about it. This is Irish mob. And so, but he is, because he's a good guy, he is way more worried about getting caught than Matt Damon's character is. Because I feel like Matt Damon, and maybe you're right, maybe the whole thing about him, and, and it was subtle, like the way that they kind of implied like him being impotent and everything like that. But it's like, maybe that was kind of just saying that was his one little crack or like one little weakness. Because other than that, he came across as like pretty cool and smooth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he had his shit together because I feel like maybe he had less to fear. Maybe. Yeah. I mean because well, if I don't think, based on what the girl had said and my knowledge of the fucking subject itself, I don't think he was habitually that way. He was just having a problem at that time. Well, they did kind of, of I was watching like a breakdown of it and they yeah. were kind of saying that that maybe they were kind of contrasting his character as being sort of asexual mm-hmm. against Jack Nicholson's character yeah, being like asexual. being like su- yeah. like hypersexual. Well, they might have been just trying to say this guy's hypersexual because of his confidence level and he just feels right. indestructible. You know what I mean? He said he didn't he because that character that played by Jack Nicholson was saying that he could do all this shit. He could get fucking unlimited pussy, and he didn't even want it anymore. He really didn't care. Well, he said he didn't need it. He, he didn't just need he it. just liked it. He just liked it. That's right. what he so said. So he was under wasn't under any pressure. The Matt Damon character he was under pressure. He's fucking working and he's fucking fearing for his life. Yeah. So, I think they were just trying to say that he didn't quite have the the confidence. He wasn't yeah. comfortable in in the environment. But as I said, fear of fear of failure. Yeah. But he came across as much more together. Than Leonardo DiCaprio's character, yeah. who was clearly like losing his shit, yeah, because he was like terrified that he right. was going to get found out because he was, but well, because he was thrust into a situation where he had to do shit like murder people and shit, and yeah. they he couldn't say anything, right? You know, they had to kill innocent people and stuff like that, and he couldn't say anything or he'd get caught. So it was really starting to fuck him up, and that's why he yeah. started going to you know Vera Farmiga's character, the psychiatrist. Um, in the original movie, I haven't seen the original movie. Actually, the original movie spawned, I believe, two sequels, a prequel, and a TV series. That's how popular it was in China. Um, so, but in the original movie, I think that there were two separate characters, like two separate female characters. Like one that was the psychiatrist and then one, another love interest person for like the other. But in this movie, they combined both of them into... A single character, which I think was, I want to say that was maybe slightly unbelievable that she would end up, you know, essentially, again, spoiler alert, like sleeping with both of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I guess it's what, I I don't know. It didn't really bother me while I was watching it. But then like afterward, I was just kind of like, well, would that really happen? I'm nervous. But like I said, it's just a movie. So I wasn't really worried about it. But yeah, but that's why. Because originally in the original movie, that was two separate characters and they just combined it into one character. I like this one better than the Jimmy Hoffa movie. The Irishman? Yeah. I think I did, too. I, yeah. I really liked The Irishman. 
This one's um, better. But I think this one was better. Yeah. I do definitely think this one was better. Well, because this one had... Um, I guess because this one is like a fictional story. Yes, it's yeah. sort of loosely the character. Some of the characters are based on real people, but it's a it's a fictional story. Um, but so I think they had more leeway, whereas the Irishman was kind of based on real shit. So that you know you're kind of constrained because you can't go too far, you can't go too crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but this one you could kind of be creative with it and shit like that. I think this one too had a lot more tension and a lot more suspense because you really did particularly for Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio's character because you really started like over the course of the movie you really started like freaking out for him like you because he was losing it like he was really scared that he was going to get killed and and they and as you know they as the mob started thinking hey there was a rat in here and they maybe started suspecting it was him and he was trying to get them to think that it wasn't him and all this other kind of crap it was just kind of like you really started to like feel for him. I didn't feel as much for Matt Damon's character because like I said, he didn't seem, he might've been fucked up too, I'm sure he was, but I think he had more recourse if something went sideways. Because look, if they found out that he was the rat, you know, he could just call up Costello and be like, hey, get me the fuck out of this. Because you know, there was corruption everywhere. They even find out at the end of the movie that there was another rat other than him, like in the, another gangster, like in yeah. the police department. So it's like he had, a way out. He wouldn't necessarily go to jail or anything like that because look at all the shit Costello did and he was still walking around free. And he was also, they found out later, an FBI informant. Yeah, Zanada was saying that Whitey Bulger was an FBI informant. That's what I mean. That's Yeah, so they based that on him. Like, he was he, also... The thing is, is Bulger was more than that. He was actually doing things like smuggling weapons, namely namely the AR-18 or the AR-180 Armalite, which is like the... M16 Part 2. He was smuggling those to the IRA. And seemingly the FBI knew about it. And seemingly the CIA may have put him up to it. Which I don't understand how that would work out. Why they would want that. But I think Bulger was not just an informant. I think he was an operative. Now, one of the dudes that ended up being like... uh, he was a big, powerful DA in Massachusetts. He was a friend of his, and he ended up being becoming a Fed in the Justice Department. I forgot which one it was. Whitey Bulger was a friend of his, and he was like in charge of the fucking Justice Department for a while. And they were like personal friends, evidently doing gangster shit or doing different sides of special intelligence operations or something. I, I think. I think Bulger was more kind of like an intelligence mercenary for CIA. We should probably do a show about him one of these yeah. days. He was kind of He wasn't dude. just a gangster. He's more than that. And I also seem to remember that he was suspected in some serial killer type shit. Yeah. Torturing and killing some women. Yeah. Sexually. I don't know. Well, there was had. one in particular that I remember. That woman that they found um, out on. That woman that they thought was an extra in Jaws. Yeah. Lady of the Dunes? Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever identify her? I have to look that up again. But yeah, um, he was suspected in that, but I don't think they ever proved that he was involved. But he was one of the suspects. Kind of out of character for a guy like that, but there's no telling. Usually a serial killer, that's all he is. That's all he's going to do. Yeah, they're not usually gangsters on the side. Yeah, they're not gangsters on the side. I mean, it's not impossible, but unusual it would be. Usually gangsters have have good relationship with women. Uh, they don't. They're not. They're not. They're not fucking. You know. They don't kill women unless there's a reason. You know. What I mean. It's usually some kind of business. You know. So uh, they tend to be. Uh, you know. Popular with women. Just say. Yeah, but um, hold on. Yeah, Mango says the original film this is based on, Infernal Affairs, is really worth watching. Mm. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. It does look really good, and I probably should get around to it one of these days. Like I said, they actually made it into a trilogy, and I think they also made a prequel of it as well. But they changed... I don't know if they changed a great deal, but the idea of it is similar. Danny says the theater dildo scene was funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. That whole... Yeah, that whole theater scene was, like, really funny. Yeah, Jack Nicholson 
with the fucking he had a black dildo too. Like stick yeah. big one. <laughs> Pretend like he was jerking it. Wave, wave it waving it at Matt Damon's yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah and then, he, he was he was uh sexually experimental. Fucking he was open. He didn't he did <laughs> He thought he thought all that shit was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, Xanada said, let me see. Uh, this movie is not very violent for a gangster flick. It does have oh, only at the end bursts of violence. Yeah, but it's not. There were a couple scenes that were kind of like, Whoa, like the one where he where he was um, where Leonardo DiCaprio was like smashing in that that um, Italian mobster's face yeah. with the pole or whatever, like in the convenience store. That was kind of fucked up. Well, it's not really called for in the story. Violence yeah, isn't always called for. It's funny too because this is one. It's not the. It's not the top echelon movie, but it's one of the movies that uses fuck more than any other movie. Yeah, which is hilarious because when I was watch, I kind of knew that going in because I had heard that here and there. But while we were watching it, it didn't occur to me that anybody was saying it any more than normal. I guess because we swear so much, it doesn't really yeah. register. I guess now that I, <laughs> I guess now the more I think about it, this is a Jack Nicholson movie. <laughs> it's got it's got fucking great supporting cast but he is kind of the the centerpiece of this movie yeah kind of like somebody yeah. said earlier I think it might have been Xanada said that this might have been Jack Nicholson's last great role Maybe. he, he might have retired not too long after this you don't yeah. see him in stuff that much anymore but you know he's getting older and everything like that but oh, I he's a, way old now yeah he's super old yeah now interesting he, he was basically old in the shining <laughs> Well, yeah. He's one of those dudes that's kind of always looked like an old man. Because if you see him, even like back in the Roger Corman movie, which he was in, that was called The Terror, I think. Yeah. And when and he was in um, the original Little Shop of Horrors from the '60s. Mm -hmm. And if you see him in that, um, like he's clearly younger, but he's still. It's the receding hairline is why it just made him look younger, or made him look older rather. One flew over this cuckoo's nest. I still think one of his best. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Book is great too, if you've yeah. never read it. But um, but yeah. So I don't think Jack Nicholson. I guess I don't know if he was the first choice for that role. I think that well, they wanted De Niro, but I don't think they wanted De Niro for that role. I think they wanted him for the Martin Sheen role. Yeah. But he turned it down because he was doing he was directing another movie and he didn't want to do it. Now initially, Brad Pitt, amazingly, was the guy that secured the rights to the Chinese movie. Because he wanted to do a because he has a production company too. I think yeah. it's called Plan B, and he was initially going to play the Matt Damon character. Yeah. But then when they cast DiCaprio, he was like, uh, he's like, I think somebody younger should play yeah. the Sullivan role because he's like, I want them to be more similar in age. And at that point, Brad Pitt was about ten or eleven years older than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, so they said, well, we want somebody, you know, well, Brad Pitt said that. He said, I'll just produce it. I'm not going to be in it because I'm too old. So, which I, I thought was pretty cool that he said that. He's like, I want somebody that's closer to, to Leonardo DiCaprio's age. So they got Matt Damon and I think they were only like four years apart because they wanted, like I said, the, the whole point of the characters is that they're supposed to be mirror images of one another. Like Martin Scorsese is making a point about, and he even makes this like pretty overtly in the movie about it doesn't really matter what side of the law you're on like there's not really much difference you know what i'm yeah. saying this is a whole moral gray area yeah you know, so you know so one of them being a good guy pretending to be a bad guy and the other one a bad guy pretending to be a good guy and then they're trying to like find each other out so they wanted them to be similar looking and similar in age i never really understood the uh the robert de niro thing he had some great roles i really liked him in uh, Taxi Driver. I thought he was actually crazy and, and menacing in that one. I don't think we've actually reviewed Taxi Driver, yeah. have we? Holy shit, that one I was kind of like, yeah, okay. I, I see what people kind of see in, it, in him. He's fucking psycho. He kind of pulls it off, and then he becomes in a weird way a hero at the end of that one. Uh, it's kind of a weird, weird movie. I liked it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's but been a while since I've seen it. I remember seen it. thinking that was his best one. Now, they had the other one wasn't he in Goodfellas? I thought he was great in Goodfellas. Yeah. And he was good in, I think, Casino, I think was the other one. He yeah. Was. And when, I fucking I love those. Casino. We just reviewed that one not too long ago, actually. But he always kind of... Oh, and Cape Fear, Zanada points Cape out. Fear. Yeah, he's fucking he's great in fucking that. He's fucking great in Cape he's Fear. He's great in that. In Cape that's, I mean, that's a remake, but still. Yeah. It's a yeah, great I remake. I forgot about that one, but yeah, he's very powerful in, in, 
in Cape Fear, the way he comes off. But there's something about, like, when he's playing a role like something out of Cape Fear and something like out of Taxi Driver, even though he's much harder in Cape Fear, he comes off as being more physically threatening. And he's not a big guy. You know, I think he's my size. I think he might be about 5'6". And he's not real jacked or anything. It's somebody's face in his delivery. He made kind of, when he was doing a gangster role, he played more of an executive level gangster. Not so much, you know, the muscle. a torpedo type guy. Yeah, that was a little more believable. But I don't really understand the attraction all the time. You know, to, uh, he's well, like a lot of actors, he's good yeah. in certain types of roles and not yeah. so good in others. I mean, I've liked him. I mean, Xanada points out De Niro was, um, uh, or no, Bango points out that uh, that he was really great as Lucifer in Angel Heart, uh, which I love that movie. He and got I think fat it's, for that role. I think it's really underrated. But like, yeah. he played like the devil essentially. Yeah, he got fat for that role. Remember but that, that is also a good movie. Yeah, he's eating the higher boiled eggs. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, uh, Danny says, I just got The Changeling on DVD, and it's quite obvious the film The Others was a little bit inspired by that film. Oh, big time. We still haven't reviewed The Others, but I fucking fucking love The Others. Yeah, real good. And it's not the one about the twin boys. Oh, it's not that one? That's The Other. Oh, The Other. The Others was a ghost story with Nicole Kidman that came out in the 2000s. The one about the twin boys was fucking creepy, too, man, back in the 70s. Oh, that book is fantastic, also. Thomas Tryon. If you've never read the book, the book is also called The Others. Thomas Tryon also read another book called Harvest Home, which for real is one of the scariest things I've ever read. It was so fucking insidious. It was a folk horror. It's fucking great. They made like a TV movie version of it, but it wasn't really that good. But the book is fucking fantastic. The book scared the fucking crap out of me. Um, but yeah, I think he used to be an actor. He was in Thomas Tryon. He was in some movies back in the fifties. I think he might've been in, I married a monster from outer space. If I'm remembering that correctly. Um, he played the alien, but he was actually an author. I don't think he wrote a fuck ton of books, but I read the others and I read, uh, Harvest Home and those two are fucking fantastic. Harvest Home is one of my favorite horror novels of all time. I wish they'd make a good movie of it, but they still haven't so far. Um, but yeah, Mango says I watched... Witches of Eastwick the other week, he steals that movie. Jack Nicholson, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Again, he plays the devil in that yeah. movie. I kind of love that movie. Um, I, just, I just have like a soft spot for it. It's a lot different than the book. The book was by John Updike, and I read the book several times. There's a whole other character named Jenny in the book that the older witches kill because she's younger and prettier than them, and he's like wanting to marry her. Um, so they took all of that out of the movie, I guess, because they wanted to, because they wanted to make them more sympathetic, I suppose. Um, but yeah, in the book, they were a lot, uh, more eviler, but I think I liked the movie slightly better. Just the movie was more lighthearted. The book was like a lot more like a super like dark comedy. No doubt, man. Nicholson's a legend. Oh yeah. I mean, no doubt. Did a great Joker too. Well, yeah. And I don't Crazy. think he he's not as over the top as the Joker in this movie. There's some But you can tell paradox. he's kind of channeling of that yeah. a little bit. Just in the sense of him being like super unpredictable. Yeah. But I think that comes across like I said, I think the only criticism of this, of this movie that I ever saw cuz this is a pretty universally beloved movie, I feel like. Not universally cuz nothing is, but you know what I mean, like 99% of people like really love this movie. <laughs> But that's really the only slight criticism I saw that people were like, "Well, I thought Jack Nicholson was a little bit over the top." You know, the scene where he's you know, talking to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio over breakfast, and he's just sitting there with the severed hand, yeah, <laughs> like in the bag, yeah, just very calmly taking the yeah. wedding ring off it and like shit like that. Nicholson, I don't know. Nicholson, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Nicholson though. was great in Mars Attacks too. People, could be, you know, he has two roles in that. one. I love right, Mars that Attacks. I remember, he was good in that. He played the president and the guy trying to buy the casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you made me laugh, and I spit my rum out. Yeah. <laughs> Now I get it. I got to Here, hand me that. Hand me that thing over there. I can't quite reach it. Yeah, he made me laugh, and I was just like, spit my rum out. See, that's what happened. I'm getting my shit all wet. Getting my computer all wet. Getting some rum and coke on there. Yeah, Xana said I fucking loved Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not. I mean, Mars Attacks is shit, man. I, I love that fucking movie. I love that you, fucking that, movie. It, you could watch that many times. You can yeah. watch it, but you never get bored with that one. I mean, there's just so much going on. Everybody's it's a just, stereotype. It's so fun. <laughs> everybody's a stereotype, and everybody believes in some shit that isn't true. The only people that are actually true and are accurate in the movie are the Martians. <laughs> and the yeah. Martians don't give a shit, man. 
Well, that's what's so great about the movie is that the humans in it are like not sympathetic at no. all. So you're just kind of like the, you know, the everybody's dumb. Yeah, like the aliens get there, and you're just kind of like, yeah, just wipe them all out. It's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I think is like really funny. So um, Xanadu wanted to know what you thought about the ending of The Departed, where pretty much everyone gets well, shot. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, pretty everybody, much everybody, gets, everybody kills each other. I had forgotten. Well, because like I said, I saw this movie but a very long time ago, so I didn't remember anything that happened in it. So I'm watching it, and like the end part where, you know, spoiler alert, Leonardo DiCaprio comes out the fucking elevator and just gets fucking shot in the head. I was like, what? I forgot yeah. all about the holy yeah. thing. Like everybody gets fucking shot. And Matt Damon shows up and, goes, and, and facing the, his, gun, his fucking face was fucking a gun. He goes, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> then and he for also a second, gets you think he's not going to get shot, but the dude goes, nah, she's the pow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon, all okay. Yeah, well, yeah. because for a while, you think, yeah. oh, Matt Damon, who was, again, the gangster character that was embedded in the cops, but everybody, but nobody suspected really that he was the rat. So it's like, he, that motherfucker, he's going to get away with everything. But then, no, Mark Wahlberg is there in the apartment and he says, nay, I am going to wipe your ass out. I guess it was because, like I said, there's a lot of theories swirling about this. Some people say, oh, it's because Mark Wahlberg's character, whose name was um, Dingnum? Ding yeah. Dingnum, something like that. Um, that he was also a rat. I don't believe that. I think he just did that because um, Matt Damon's character got Queenan, Martin Sheen's character, killed by essentially like, throwing him under the bus. I think he's the rat. Like, follow him. And then he also, like, so all the cops followed him, and then he also called Costello's gang and said where he was going to be. And they threw him off a fucking roof, right? So he got Queen and killed, and, you know, Mark Wahlberg was, like, really, as much of an asshole as he was, he was very, very loyal to his boss, who was Queenan. So I think he was mad when he found out that Matt Damon had thrown Queenan under the bus and gotten him killed. And so he's like, I'm going to take this motherfucker out. And because I'm a cop, I'm going to get away with it. Now, he was on administrative leave, I believe. He didn't get fired, did he? I think he just got two weeks suspension. So I don't know how he's going to explain that. The one thing they didn't wrap up, I mean, I'm just going to kind of assume. But, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's character gets killed too, right? Now, and then you think Matt Damon's is going to get away with it, but then he doesn't. Like, he gets shot also. And then Frank Costello, Jack Nicholson's character, he's also got shot because Matt Damon shot him. Because I'm thinking that Matt Damon was like, I'm going to take over this shit. Well, I think he was mad, too, because he found out that Jack Nicholson was a FBI informant. So he's like, well, I'm just going to take over your whole outfit. But that didn't work out, you know. So all of that happens. And then prior to Leonardo DiCaprio getting killed, he gives Vera Farmiga, the Vera Farmiga character, the psychiatrist, he gives her an envelope and says, only open this. If something bad happens to me, like if I get killed, or if I call you and tell you to open it. But they never tell you what was in there. So I presume it was evidence against Matt Damon. Because he did send some of the tapes and shit like that to her. That was why she broke up with him, right? But I assume that she that he had like more solid evidence. It's like, hey, if something happens to me, like give this to the proper authorities. So that even if Matt Damon is dead by that point, then nobody will think he's like Lil Miss Perfect, like fucking awesome cop or anything like that they're gonna know he was a gangster plant this whole time so i'm assuming that's what it was but they never really wrapped that up so i don't know but i'm assuming that's what it was speaking of gangsters me and jen we're getting a gangster car i'm looking at two <laughs> fucking cadillacs man one's a 2009 fucking like a sts it looks it's mint fucking doesn't have all it's the, a cool looking car oh, actually man, it's fucking mint all right and it's 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 got <clears throat> Uh, 150,000 miles on it but you can get a lot of miles on them I looked under the hood this shit's so fucking clean it's not even funny it's in my price range I can probably get it for six five, I think and then the other one I want to look at tomorrow I've been talking to the, to the lot that has it it's a 2014 it's white white leather interior the first one is red the first one was yeah burgundy red with a cream colored leather interior it's pretty swanky. Oh, yeah. We it looks brand it. new, actually. It looks brand new. Yeah, we went there on Saturday and yeah. like, sat in it and talked to <sighs> They the want to sell it to me because I can, I can do it cash. And then uh, the white one is this, about the same price. They're starting off at 8 but I know I can get a couple grand off that. Well, and if we we use my trade car as a trade-in, like we yeah. could maybe get And a cash purchase, I could get, like, get, get a better deal on. 2014, fully fucking loaded. Got the sunroof. Fucking deluxe navigation package, all the fucking internet and Bluetooth connections and just everything. The other one was a little bit more of a base model, I think. 
I wasn't able to turn it on, so I didn't, cause the screen didn't come up. But they're just fucking... I was doing research. I was thinking, man, I bet you repairs are a lot on these things. I went and looked to see how much an alternator cost. It wasn't any more than a good Ford. The batteries were expensive because it's, it runs a big battery. It's a $300 battery. Two, well, for a good one, about 300 But most of the parts seem to be on par with other cars. And they have a pretty good reliability rating. So as long as they're not thrashed, you know, you can get 300,000 miles on one of those things if you take care of it. Yeah, go tomorrow and look at that shit. I'm going to go look at the white one. We've looked at the red one. We went last Saturday yeah. because it's the car lot that we that we saw it at yeah. is on the way to Ichiban, yeah. <laughs> the Chinese buffet. I saw that thing sitting in there for so seven. So we, we kept seeing it, and I yeah. was just kind of, that looks like a nice car, and it looks yeah. like it's not that it's not that expensive. Sticker on a window says 7995 uh, seven, seven, nine, nine, on it. And I'm going like, I, I can get that one. Turned out that was one of the only ones that they could sell for the cash. Most of the other ones you could you had to yeah, finance. Yeah, finance Those lots make money off selling financing package, not cars. That's not where the profit is. But that was one that they could sell for cash. Because I'm going to just pay for it, buy it outright. And uh, the thing is, is for the same price, I can get a 2014 with only 140000 miles and white. And here in Florida, red does not last long. That's the only thing. I, yeah, I prefer white. a red car, Yeah. but we don't really have room in the garage to park it. Yeah, I got motorcycles in there and another car. Yeah, yeah. so there's other shit in there, yeah. so it's like we don't really have room to park it. So it's like if you park a red car out on your driveway, yeah. it's going to like, um, that you're going to have yeah. a bad time. That's all I'm yeah. saying. So it's not, the red's not going to last long. White lasts in this a lot sun. better. And what I'll do is I'll get a cover, because we mm. don't drive all that often. That's a good idea. And I'll just put it in the trunk. Yeah. And uh, just cover the car. And that, that saves a lot of problems, too, because we've had some break-ins because they don't have the guards at the gates anymore. they got gates, but they're don't always Don't tell everyone open. that. What's that? Don't tell everyone that. All well, these people, that, in, all these people in the chat alarm. are coming. I got that Doug's alarm. Break into our house. If I hear that alarm coming, I'll be coming with an AR-15. I'll, I'll cut you down. And then just bring you in the house. Yeah. And then cut you up and make soup out of yeah. you. Yeah. We don't call the cops around here. This feed, is fucking Florida. Feed you to the cat. This is Florida. This is a rich neighborhood. We don't call the cops. Okay. And, and it's kind of rural, too. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No no one would hear anything. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> they're shooting and all they the probably fucking... They're care. shooting all the time in here. They're fucking shooting AR-15s and AKs and fucking sniper rifles. And once heard... In, well, that was at the old house. Heard somebody shooting a suppressed submachine gun. Yeah. Because all that's legal here if you got the right licensing. And it you can was, usually hear it from, like, because there's uh, yeah. shooting ranges and shit like that all around here. Yeah. Like, woods where you can shoot, and, like, yeah. you can hear it from here. Yeah, I ain't scared. And I, I I understand all the investigative techniques, and I know everything about response time, and I've trained cops and soldiers and shit like that. I'm not scared. You come fucking... <laughs> come steal from me. You're taking your life in your hands, and probably your family's life's in your hands, because I'm going to go through your wallet, find out where you came from. Well, don't blame, the, don't blame the family. They <laughs> Just didn't come about you. <laughs> Although I kept saying we did have some, even though this is kind, of, this is like a, a nice neighborhood. We did have some car break-ins yeah. in this neighborhood. They were kids though. It was just a bunch of teenagers though. Yeah. And honestly, I'm just kind of like that's the one nice thing about me having like a super shitty car. I'm just don't like they don't want that shit. I'm like even if you did like take it, it's insured. In my experience, <laughs> in my experience, if it's covered, please they just, take. They it. just pass it. Right. Because it's like they don't see they it. They can't see it, and they can't. They don't want to take the cover off. It. Well, yeah, because step. that would be really obvious. That's an extra step. Like people so. would be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you kids doing? Right. Taking and if the cover off the car?" You got a good alarm. The driveway. alarm will sound. Right. And you know, this house overwatches the driveway. I got four fucking windows I can pop out. No, one, two, three, four windows I can pop out of. Yeah, you can see the driveway from yeah. these windows and yeah. from my dressing room windows yeah. next door. Like you can see right out on the driveway. Yeah. And the windows over there in the gym you can yeah. also see the front yard in the driveway so you know um let's see they were talking about uh they were talking about mars attacks and yeah. then yeah xanada said matt damon's character oh and i didn't even notice this xanada says matt damon's character as a kid was holding groceries at the beginning because remember frank yeah. costello was like getting him into the thing yeah. and then he's holding them at the end like when he gets shot uh, yeah, i'm just yeah, like yeah. oh yeah i didn't even realize that See, that's Mars, a man. In case you all didn't know, Mars Attacks, the visuals and a lot of the ideas and some of the scenes came out of a 1950s uh, collector's card set for kids. I think it might have been called Mars Attacks. Yeah. It? 
And man, yeah, it wasn't fucking spooky. I don't think it was related to a particular like um, no. intellectual property at the no, time. They were just completely the, made up. Yeah, completely made up. So it's it was just based on yeah, like trading buy. cards. You can see them like online. that you got with gum and shit. Just look at Mars Attacks trading cards. Here. Yeah, Those they're look, cool. Fucking spooky, man. Fucking little girl in bed with her cat and a fucking Martian coming in and frying both of them. The cat's catching on fire and the girl's screaming and shit. That, that, that was all post-World War II shit, man. Those dudes were hardcore back then. They are fucking burning whole... The, the Martians burning whole fucking herds of cattle. Which they I remember that. that. In the movie. Yeah, that was in the movie. They that was that, that was right from the card. Yeah, and they pretty on the much... Artwork. It pretty much looked just like they did in the cards. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, because Tim Burton really liked those... Yeah. Cards. They're real grim. And, yeah. Very, very grim. So he actually repl- kids he replicated, like, a lot people. of the artwork yeah. from those cards, yeah. like, in the movie. It looks like something out of the Japanese Pacific War. A lot of flamethrower actions. Except it's ray guns. Yeah. They did do some gruesome shit back Well, because, like, yeah. look at all the EC comics back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Yeah. They were pretty, like, gory. Eerie and creepy. Yeah. And, like, little kids were reading those. Yeah, I was reading eerie and, and I was like, You know, it's like their parents didn't love it, but you know what I mean? They're just, that's how kind of parents do. Um, yeah, also, Xanada said, and I had forgotten about this, Matt Damon had deleted his files that said DiCaprio was a cop before they met on that rooftop. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So that was that. So how would that play out then? <coughs> Because he was able to go in there and, like, say he just deleted all record of him. So even if even if his girlfriend did come out and say, hey, you know, I have proof of this and that, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have mattered. But he did, like, yeah, delete his identity pretty much. Which kind of, like, is something because Leonardo DiCaprio, his character, like, all he wanted was his identity back. Because he had been undercover for so long and he was starting to, like, lose his shit, like I said. So he was just kind of, like, he wanted his identity back. So I guess that was significant that Matt Damon, Damon like, deleted his identity. Or at least, like, his cop identity. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Danny says, black CTS Cadillacs looks like the, look like the Batmobile first gen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mango says, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch The Departed now. I've got so many new Blu-rays to get through at the moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I really... I, like I said, I saw it a long time ago, probably a year or two after it came out. So, f- fucking 15, 16 years ago, something like that. And I had forgotten almost everything about it. Um, but I forgot how fucking good it was. Like I said, I loved all the acting. I loved the editing in particular. I can see why it got an Oscar. Actually, everything that... Um, what? What are you trying to do? Making him a... Uh... Oh, uh... Moderator, how you doing? Make him a moderator. Don't touch stuff. I, I didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, it's not working. Yeah, it works, isn't it? No, it's not. Remember? It's not working. It's not doing anything. Normally, it's supposed to work, but it doesn't do anything. I'll have to go in later and yeah. do it. Zadard, I was trying to make you a moderator. Yeah, it's it's not doing anything though Good. for whatever reason. I thought I used to have the uh... the dots. Maybe you can do it. Normally I'd be able to do it, but it's not. For some reason, it's not working. It must no. be. It must be glitching out. It must be glitching out. There's little dots there. I know that. Don't get mad at me. Yeah, it's not. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's not doing anything. What is these lines here? Does that say anything? No, that's. This is not. Okay. This is not YouTube. All right, I can figure it out. The, okay. I'm telling you, it's not doing anything. Well, part of it is we're down at the bottom, right? Okay. That's if you want to add a message. Where did it go? See, it's not doing anything. That's what I keep telling him. He doesn't believe me. Here we go. No, that's no. not doing anything either. Yeah, why is that not working? Because it's glitching out. That's why. That's, that's what I was trying to shut, tell you. If I shut no, it, no, 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 no. Okay. Shut it and then open it back up. No, it's not. It's just not working. No. I can do it later. Okay. Just don't don't fuck with things because I don't I don't know what's going to happen. It's It's just <laughs> not working. You know, it's just okay. not working. Right. This I don't know if it's just because I need to update this program or I don't really know what the deal is, but it hasn't really been able, it hasn't really been working. You know what I mean? Like shit that's supposed to work, it's not working. Oh, not all the function, it doesn't have full functionality. Yeah, that's what I mean. You click on stuff, like it's like, hey, you can do this thing, but you click on it, it doesn't do anything. Okay. You know, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, I let thought me see. I used to have the ability here. I thought you did too, but I don't know it's if you It's not can. there anymore. Uh, yeah, Xana said red cars are statistically more likely to get pulled over. Yeah, go with white. Well, here we only care about does the color fade and is it hot. 
and yeah that's why a lot of it's why a lot of people don't have black cars here just because you'll you'll die you'll die florida's it's like it's like an oven white cars and silver cars that's what you want i mean you see other colors too but you know what i mean those are all garage cap cars, though. Yeah, like I said, we don't really have room in the garage to yeah. put another car. I can work something out, though. Yeah, we can maybe. I can. Uh, maybe we to... can move some stuff around or take some. No, shit I need out to get of rid of all those damn shelves. Yeah. And go with a system that hangs from the wall. That might be. But better. I need something to go into concrete, so I'd have to hire some guys to come in here and do that, and they could get rid of those shelves and free up a lot of space in there, so I could put cars and motorcycles in there. Yeah. Santa said, I was going to send you guys Mars Attacks till I saw you ar- had already reviewed it. Did it, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, we already have that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, did we own that? Own it. Yeah, I thought we did. Yeah, I got I thought it. We did. Mango said, I heard Burton is remaking Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Not sure about it myself. Didn't they remake Attack of the 50-Foot Woman? Wasn't Daryl Hannah in it? Or is I'm, am I high? I don't know. I thought they remade that like in the 80s or the 90s or something. Kasun's asking you what, what you're using program what um obs obs yeah now it i haven't updated it for well not a long time but i haven't updated to the latest version so i might do that like tomorrow and then see if it works but yeah the chat thing like i said everybody's name has these three little dots next to it which theoretically when you press you're supposed to be able to do something but it doesn't do anything See, even if you do it up there, it's like participants times, that's all you get. You don't, there's right. nothing there. So I don't know if it's just because I haven't updated it or I don't know what the deal is, but I'll find out like tomorrow. I'll update it tomorrow. Oracle said, I dye my own yarn and red is an easy come, easy go color. Like it yeah. takes real easy, but it yeah. fades out real quick. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. Like if you look at people that put bumper stickers like on their car, if that bumper sticker has, you know, like blue and red ink on it. The blue still looks crisp and new, and the red is just, like, gone. Yeah. It's just, like, pink. And most red cars here are pink. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how high quality the paint is. It's just too much ultraviolet radiation. Yeah, it just fades, like, pretty much. Um, let's see. Yeah, Oracle said, yeah, they did a Daryl Hannah version. Okay, so I'm not crazy. It's like, I could have sworn. Yeah, she said it was more of a comedy. That's what I remember. I don't remember if I saw it, but I remember seeing some shit about it. Daryl Hannah actually got better looking as she got older. She became kind of a sexier uh, fucking cougar than she was as a young girl, as a young woman, I thought. Yeah, I can see what you're... Yeah. yeah she kind of grew into... Well, the she thing about Daryl Hannah was that... Um, yeah, I kind of think she looks. Be- she looked better as like a slightly older woman. Yeah. Like she was pretty when she was younger. I'm not saying that, but... She was a lot more curvy when she got older. I, I don't know if she got implants or what, but she was just... She was just sexier. When she hit about forty, do you remember Splash? Her and Tom Hanks, Very where she vague. played him, where she played a mermaid. Yeah, like he fell in love with a mermaid. Yeah, I saw that movie like at least four hundred times. Yeah, it was, it on, was cable. on cable all yeah. the time. That's kind of a, it was kind of a cool movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. She played kind of a well. She wasn't an idiot. I mean, she was just a mermaid. I think she's a bimbo in real life. Maybe I've seen interviews with her, and she's kind of an airhead. Oh, okay, I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. I remember kind of liking Splash, but like I said, yeah. I haven't she seen seems it a long nice, time. but she seems kind of vacant. Kind of, oh, okay. You know, just one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cassin Lee says, yeah, OBS is pretty user-friendly. It is, yeah. I, I really like it, and I haven't really had too much problem with it. But like I said, I haven't updated it in a bit, and it has been asking me to update, so maybe that's the problem. But we'll see how it goes. I'll update it tomorrow. Yeah, Mango said she looked great with an eye patch in Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, did we review Kill Bill? No. I don't think we have. I actually didn't like it. I'm real picky about Quentin I saw Tarantino it the, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I'm real picky about his work. Some of it I like, some of it I don't like. Some of it I love, some of it I don't like. It just depends on how, what he's doing. I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought that was perfect. That was a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. I could watch that shit all day long. Yeah. I see what you're saying, though. Like, I get... I'm. He gets too silly, and I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I know what you're saying. I he know what you're saying. He starts going down the fucking... I know what you're saying. Chinese fucking kung fu theater route and fucking just silly shit. Well, he know? loves that stuff. Though. I'm like, shut the fuck up. So I kind of... I, I Well, I kind of get that because it's like yeah. that's what he grew up with and he loves that kind of shit and he's like, we're just going to do this crazy thing, which I respect that. Me and Quentin went to the same elementary school. Dominguez Elementary School in fucking, fucking Carson, California. 
<laughs> he was a few, year, few years older than me, though. I remember him. But I thought he might have been the same age as me, but it, it turns out the dates couldn't have been right. He was a little bit older than me. And then my friend, I left, I left Dominguez. But my friends stayed, the ones that I kind of grew up with, Jim and Mike North. And Jim fucking knew him. Uh, I grew up with Jim. Jim. Jimmy ended up being a state police officer. California, no, California Highway Patrol. He was a chip. He was a chip officer. And uh, he knew Quentin from working at the video store, video rental store over there where uh, El Ranchito's Mexican restaurant used to be on the corner. It's where the old library was. And he was there for a long time. And he was just some weird dude that rented, vid that, that rented you videos. It was like a mom-pa video rental store from what I remember, from what they told me. But, uh, so I kind of know where he grew up. <laughs> and he's, he's a great director. I don't want to say he's good. He's great. It's just that he's, sometimes he's on and sometimes he's off. Um, I loved Reservoir Dogs. I thought that was a fucking really good play more than anything else. thought that was good. Pulp Fiction, I thought was a masterpiece. And I also thought that, uh, Fucking uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a masterpiece. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a fucking good movie. I bought you the Steel Book, didn't I? Yeah. For your birthday or yeah. Christmas or something. I got it. A couple years back. Some of that shit, like the fucking Inglorious Bastards, I thought was garbage. Yeah, Zena um, didn't like it either. Yeah. Fucking uh, the one with Crussell uh, in it, where he played the bad guy. That was pretty good. Yeah. What was that called? The one where they were all at the. Um, they were crashing cars into each other and shit. Oh, um, Death Proof. Death, what's it called? Death Proof. Death Proof, yeah. That was the one, That's well, that good. was initially yeah. him and Rodriguez that yeah. did. It was pretty the, good. That was like the two. I like that one. Movies, yeah. Getting all into his foot fetish. He's yeah. foot fetish, you motherfucker. Hey, his feet. Everybody's got their own thing, you know what I mean? Okay. You have a shoe fetish, so you can't. I like shoes, yeah. You can't really complain. I like feet, but feet are second to shoes. He likes feet in shoes. Yeah. Whereas Tarantino oh, just, like likes, just likes just likes shoes. Yeah, he likes shoes that are like super uncomfortable. Yeah, they like, look like they'll hurt. That you. look like really. They look like they're uncomfortable as a woman. They look like they'd be uncomfortable if they stepped on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for some reason it sounds like. You gotta look weaponized. Yeah, <laughs> weaponized shoes. Yeah. Uh, Kason, is it Kason Lee or Kasson Lee? I'm not really sure if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, so please forgive me. You guys into David Lynch movies, bitch? Yeah. I am totally into David yeah. Lynch movies. David Lynch is my favorite director. And Mulholland Drive is probably my favorite movie of all time. Or at least in my top three. I've watched that movie four million times. I even I did a review on it by myself. I think you were out of town. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to do like a deep dive into Mulholland Drive, bitch. Because I'm like super obsessed with that movie. But yeah, I, I love fucking David Lynch. All of his movies. I keep meaning to do, because I bought the whole fucking Twin Peaks thing. You know what I mean? The whole box set that had the... Um, you know, all the uh, seasons of the show and, like, the new season that was on Showtime, I think. And I think it had Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, like, the movie and everything. And I was going to do, like, a whole video of that, but I still haven't got around to it yet. Because that's, like, a lot of hours of of television that I need to sit and watch. And I just haven't had time to do it yet. Even though I've, even though I bought it, like, two years ago, <laughs> I still haven't had time to, like, sit and do it. But you know what I mean. At least I had time to, like, finish up the last six ep the next six episodes of night gallery because i've been doing night gallery over at my scare salon show and i'm just slowly going through like six episodes at a time so i got the whole script written for season two episodes seven through twelve so that'll be the next one i'm recording so that should go up sometime this week probably i don't know if i'm gonna have time to do it tomorrow but it'll be up on thursday or saturday probably i'm thinking but i was just glad i got all of that done um, yeah, Xana said, my brother loves Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I need to see it. Yeah. yeah, it's like a hangout movie, like, it's yeah. real long, but it's like, but it's a good hangout movie. Yeah, and we, I, I said before, I'm gonna reiterate, Tarantino is a great director, but I think he's off when he's off for me, but when he's doing that off shit, he's trying to accomplish something else. He's trying to do some style that he saw or whatever, and it's not really for me. So some of his shit I think is fucking great, other ones it's just a miss for me. 
But for other people, they love it. Like, they really liked Kill Bill. I didn't like Kill Bill. I liked Kill Bill. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. It's a kung fu movie. He's trying to do a kung fu movie. I like kung fu movies, though. Yeah, but I want my kung fu movies to be Chinese. Yeah, I got you. That's That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, Hateful Eight was the one you were talking about. Hateful Eight. I love the Hateful Eight. I yeah, thought it was very good. Eight. I thought that was... I love Jennifer Jason Yeah, Lee yeah, that. yeah. Hateful Eight was real good. I love her anyway. Yeah. He's She's on. But he see, it's it's not... I'm not saying I don't like some of his... The reason why I don't like some of his movies is because I don't like some of the genres he chooses to do. Right. So it's not so much the movie. If you like that genre, then you'd like it. But I don't like that genre. Him doing that genre. But Hateful Eight I thought was fucking great. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Especially the long. There's a longer cut I saw that I thought was even fucking better. Yeah, we reviewed that not too long yeah. ago. I'm pretty sure we watched like the longer yeah. cut. <clears throat> yeah, Mango said he loves Uma's feet. Yeah, yeah. She has weird ass feet. Well, I, they're weird feet, but they're kind of like cool feet. I can see why he's they into. They were weird. They were just kind of thin. They're just long and thin. Yeah. Which some people have that. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer a foot that's kind of like short, fucking cute, fucking baby feet. I don't like that big, long hamster Not like feet. actual baby feet. Hamster feet. You know, <laughs> like long hamster feet. Like a hamster foot. You know, nah. Wait, you like my little feet? You got little baby feet. I have little baby feet. They're, they got, they're slightly flat-footed, though. Just a little bit. They are very, yeah, they yeah. are flat-footed. Yeah. But they are little. Yeah, that's a southern thing. A lot of girls, a lot of southern girls are just a little bit. I've always been flat-footed. A little bit flat You're not fully flat-footed, though. No, but just like mostly flat-footed. Half. Yeah, about yeah. Half. I noticed that when I was a little kid. Yeah. But like I said, I never really thought about it until yeah. you brought it up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, realize, com- I didn't realize that was weird. No, yeah, what's more common in Caucasians is to have a fucking really aggressive arch. No, I don't have that. Yeah. I, yeah, I have super flappy. Yeah. And they're very small. Like, I think I only wear... I could, depending on the shoe, I can sometimes wear a size 6. Yeah. But I usually wear a size 7. Um... Yeah, Kaysen Lee says, Mulholland Drive is so freaking great, it blew my mind. Yeah, I could watch it over and over and over again and i've read entire like essays about the shit like because there's all kind of like essays about it i just i fucking love it saying he need to see the dead zone dude you haven't even seen any fucking cronenberg flicks and now you're going on about dead, dead oh zone. that's right yeah it's Dan, oh yeah. yeah so i because so he told me that yeah and i was just kind of like ooh, if i'm new to cronenberg yeah, he's seen the fly because i love david cronenberg so fly i'm sitting there really count. i mean it does but that's his most mainstream movie. That was the one that got him the most mainstream acceptance before or since. So I'm like, if I was new to Cronenberg, like, how would I start? I would probably start with Videodrome because yeah. that's his most iconic. And then The Brood. And then probably The Brood. Yeah. Maybe Dead Ringers. Nah. If you're, I mean, nah. that's more psychological horror. Yeah. Videodrome. He did, yeah, and he did the Dead Zone too. But like I said, that doesn't quite count because it's a Stephen King adaptation, so it's not not like his usual thing. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I would recommend like saving his older shit, like Shivers and um, and stuff like that, like for later. But probably like his '80s stuff. Yeah, Scanners is good too, but it's just kind of like oh, I forgot about Scanners. Yeah, that was '81. I would see Videodrome, Brood, and the Scanners. Scanners. Yeah. Man. Don't worry about Scanners too. That's not Cronenberg. It, yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't pile of shit. It wasn't yeah. good. Just yeah. I mean, the Dead Zone with the the one with Christopher Walken is a great movie. But I think if you're watching it, being familiar with Cronenberg's work, I don't know if you'd necessarily know that was a Cronenberg flick because it's a Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. It's a it's one of the best Stephen King adaptations ever. It's a great fucking movie. But it's not super Cronenbergian. You know, that's all I'm saying. He made some weirder shit later, like he made... I'm I'm gonna go to bat for Existence. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie, but I was kind of into it. It's a little bit dated now, um, but I kind of dug it. I saw that in the theater, He's, actually. He said he was gonna watch Brood first. You can watch Brood first. Either Brood or Videodrome. I really like the Brood. Yeah, Brood's good, too. The end of it's pretty Just weird. Just see the Brood, Videodrome... And fucking scanners, you'll yeah. like those those three. I, like I said, I'm partial to Dead Ringers. Um, that came out in 1988. Yeah, that's more psychological horror, but it does have some body horror elements in it. In the three movies that I, were, I told you about, Cronenberg was getting into kind of like body horror mixed with like corporate horror. It's about evil corporations that are doing experiments. Most of them, like genetically engineering people to have mental powers 
in one of them. Or another one's kind of like an evil corporation that's more like a cult that's making addictive fucking BDSM porn that fucking warps your body and your mind, maybe. It's hard to tell. And The Brood is about a fucking... Not really a corporation, but a little fucking self-help cult. Yeah. That's creating monsters with the mind. That's fucking really good, man. Well, it's basically like... They're taking all of your negative emotions, like rage and stuff, and it's manifesting as actual... Babies. Babies. Yeah, yeah. Which, like I said, I love the ideas behind his shit. And honestly, if you haven't seen any... Because his son makes movies, too, Brandon Cronenberg. Um, And we reviewed... Well, both of us together reviewed Infinity Pool, which I fucking loved. I thought that was fantastic. But he did two other ones. And I think we also reviewed his other movie, Possessor. Yeah. Um that had Andrea Riseborough in it, who was also in Mandy. And he also did another one called Antiviral, which I think I just reviewed. Yeah. I think that came out in 2012. But all of Brandon Cronenberg's movies are also worth watching. If you haven't seen Mandy, that's a masterpiece. God, I, I love, love fucking yeah. Mandy. Weird horror movie. All right, Jen, we should we shut it down? I think we've covered everything on I this. I reckon on, so. On Departed, all right. So as Xanada mentioned a long time ago, uh, the show we're doing on Wednesday night is about, uh, what's his name? Adolfo Constanzo and the so-called narco-Satanists, or otherwise known as the Matamoros cult. Um, so we're going to be talking about that, like the Mexican cartel, people that were into Santeria and shit, yeah. that were sacrificing people and whatnot. Okay. So we're going to be talking about that. That's what won in the poll. So he said he was going to uh, send me a documentary about that i got a couple other documentaries that i already have like lined up in my playlist that i gotta watch and like i gotta read some through some shit tomorrow about it but yeah that's what the show is going to be about on wednesday night so hopefully you guys can join us for that that should be nice and fucked up um but yeah yeah see he says i'll send you a really good documentary yeah send me that because i'll i'll watch it later on probably tomorrow or wednesday morning so yeah thanks everybody for dropping by thank you again Xanada, for sending us the departed because like i said i had forgotten how fucking great that movie was and i had a I had a blast like rewatching it and getting surprised by it all over again. So yeah, we will be back on Wednesday night. Uh, so hopefully you guys can join us for that. Good 